All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fucking ears? What the fuck's the bulls? Welcome. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for joining me today. Wow, that sounded proper. Thank you for joining me today. What am I, Mr. Rogers? It's a big, uh, big show today. Catherine O'Hara is on the show today. And man, I am thrilled to have her here. But I want to give you a heads up. Something went wrong. I'll give you the story behind it because it caused me a lot of panic, anxiety, and anger. Here's what happened. Somehow or another, this has only happened twice in the entire 400 and whatever run, uh, you know show run of WTF. I did the entire interview with Catherine O'Hara, the genius comedy actress, out here in my garage. We talked for an hour, however long we talked, hour plus. Sounded good in my headphones. We had a great conversation. I played it back, and there was something wrong. There was some sort of weird, staticky clicking that started slowly at the beginning of the interview and then progressed and got worse throughout the interview. This happened one other time during uh, Lucinda Williams singing her songs. Have no idea what it was. No idea, but it rendered it really annoying and almost unlistenable like it was just this thing this sound quality this static had no idea what it was uh and and when i got done with the interview i was livid and who do you get mad at i don't know electricity do i know what happened i do not know what happened i still don't know what happened that's the weird thing about dealing with computers is what the fuck happened we fixed it and I'll tell you who fixed it in a second, but that that feeling of helplessness, this is the one thing you get when you, I, I think, when you deal with the analog world. If you're putting it on tape and you're mastering something, it's on tape. Yeah, things can go wrong, but I don't know what series or sequence or electrons or currents, I don't know what series of events led for, you know, to GarageBand, you know, having a brain fart for an entire episode. And just like every once in a while, everyone has this experience. The, com- the brain in your computer goes, hey, fuck you. I'm just going to fuck things up because, I don't know, just impulsive. Randomly impulsive, I'm going to fuck you. So the brain of the computer did that, and I panicked. And I reached out on Twitter basically saying, somebody who can clean up a sound file, help me out. I need this to be salvaged. I had a conversation with Catherine O'Hara. I need help. Help me. Help me, sound nerds. And a lot of people got back to me. Thank you. A couple of people we sent files to to fix, to see what we could do. Brock McFarlane uh, is an engineer with his own business called CPS Mastering. That's cpsmastering.com. He cleaned it up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Then another guy, Declan Quinn, is a sound engineer for the Smodcast Network. He's got his own business too. Creakystudios.com. He cleaned one up too. Both of them sounded great. And I appreciate your help. Between the two of them, we were able to uh to get something that's listenable. And it's not it's it sounds a little different. The quality is a little different than what you're used to on this show, and I apologize for that, but you do it is not in any way going to distract you from the amazing conversation I had with Catherine O'Hara. I again don't know what happened. Just sometimes the hard drive says, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm a little irritable. I'm going to fuck your life up. What happened, man? What happened with your computer? I don't know. Nobody knows. I have my computer guy over here, 
Can't figure it. Can't track it. It's only happened twice in 400 and some odd episodes. All right, so I just got to live with that? Yeah, you got to back your shit up while it's happening. So that won't happen again. All right? I'm not mad about it. I just wanted to give you a heads up as to why it sounds a little different. What else is going on with me? I'll tell you what. I'm going in tomorrow for my first psyche vow. Pow! Wow. Just shit my pants a little. Just coffee.coop. Haven't done that one in a while. A classic. Anyways, I'm going in tomorrow to get a psychological evaluation at a psychiatrist. Why? Why, you're asking? Marin, you're, you're such a well-adjusted guy. I don't get it, man. I listen to you every day. What I can get through in the first 10 minutes, I'll listen to, but you seem like a guy that doesn't have a lot of problems. Look, man, I'm constantly sucking on nicotine. I'm constantly filling myself up with caffeine. I'm constantly at the edge of anger, and I know some of you think like, well, maybe it's a caffeine, maybe it's a nicotine, maybe it's whatever it is. Maybe those things are exacerbating it. Why am I telling you this? Well, I, I, I want to go see what's wrong with me. I'm going to go get a psychological evaluation and I want to see what's wrong with me. I don't know how they work. Do I just sit in there and he, and he check marks a bunch of boxes and puts it in a machine? Like, Bipolar. Narcissism. Oh, old machine. They took that off the list. Who the hell knows? What I, well, what I'm going to do for you right now is maybe we'll play a little game. Let's do a little pool. Let's take a little... Let's, uh, let's play a game. I want you guys, whoever feels like it, whoever's listening, maybe, why don't you diagnose me? Diagnose me and send it to WTFpod at gmail.com. And let's see who wins. Those of you who hit the diagnosis on the head, I will certainly, uh, I'll mention your name on the air. I don't know if I've got anything for you. I'll look around. Maybe I have something for you. Maybe I'll send you something. Maybe this is not a good contest. But how about just the pride of winning? So let's play that. This is the uh, what's wrong with Mark Pool. I'm going in for a psychological evaluation tomorrow. I don't know how long I got to wait for the diagnosis, but feel free to diagnose me and send them to WTFpod uh, at Gmail. Yeah, how about you clinicians? How about you psychiatrists who are familiar with me? How about you people that read my book? How about you people? This seems like a fun game. What's wrong with Mark? Come on, play along. Now let's go to my conversation. And again, please forgive whatever sound quality difference there is. But if it weren't for uh, for Brock McFarlane and Declan Quinn, we would have nothing because my computer freaked out. That's better. Let's go to the... I, I love Catherine O'Hara. I've been trying to talk to her for a few years. She's always been somebody I really wanted to talk to. And I'm thrilled that I have this Enjoy. You know who I had in here yesterday? Who? Michael McKean. Did you? Uh-huh. Excellent. And we talked oh, for great. a while, and he yeah. brought you up. Oh. And he said uh, great. she's uh, amazing. And he had a story as to why. He said there was a take in Best of Show where uh, you were having a moment with an ex-boyfriend and, and you did it three times. And he was, he said, every time you blushed uh, <laughs> and he thought that is 
amazing <laughs> acting. Yeah, I'd like you... to say I could control that. Well, no, but you can't. It's not that you I'll control. do it more than three times today, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to be uh, be like that. But like, where now? Where did you where did you come from? You come from Canada? Yes, Toronto. And and what? How come? I, I know it's a broad uh, and a vague question. A lot of people have come from Canada who are hilarious. Uh, like that whole SCTV crew and others. Yeah. W- w- and what is it? Do you have any sort of thoughts on why people in Canada are, are funny in a certain way? Like Mike Meyer. There are people that are very funny, but it's it doesn't seem to be exactly in an American way, obviously. Or in no. a, what is it? Is there a freedom in I, Canada? I, 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 my, my stock answer is uh, uh, because the country's a good straight man. Oh, is that it? And, you know, it has it's a little... I don't know about now, yeah. But in the past, it was a little more provincial than right. America. Oh, right. And uh, you know, and and I'd say, and we were greatly and wonderfully influenced by England, right? And all the material we saw from there, right? And the music and the fashion and everything. You know, sure. They, they start all the ideas, right? Then they come through Canada, and then they get to you. But you guys all say you made it up. Uh huh. You invented your great. It came from there. So you think that? Uh, so you were mostly influenced by British comedy and British culture, and because we don't—I mean, we didn't really get that much here. I imagine maybe it came over directly over there. I mean, yeah. it didn't all happen that way here. No, I feel like we were probably seeing it earlier than you were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what were because, some of the stuff you were watching? Like Monty Python. Uh-huh. I know that's obvious. Everyone knows them now, but I was—you right. know—we all thought we discovered them in high school. Well, no, we got that later. Yeah. We definitely yeah, got that later. Yeah. And that sort of blew your mind. Oh yeah. 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 What do you remember like where at where were you in college or high school? No, high school. <laughs> um and uh yeah, I'm just in love with all of them and I thought they were so smart. Yeah. Just yeah, it was great. And you were like, That's I'm what jealous. I'm gonna do? Who knew? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do any of that stuff in high school? Um yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah, like funny stuff. Shit? theater arts, yeah. Yeah, you Not like musicals and <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I was. Oh yeah, I was. No, I was in Harvey. Yeah, I played V. Louise Simmons, the old lady. Yeah, Harvey is that you the one Harvey? about the rabbit? Yeah. No, yeah. so that was the that was the, the first stage experience. <laughs> I guess so. And that, like, yes, my first big show <laughs> with a paying audience. Yeah, <laughs> a paying audience of sympathetic parents. <laughs> oh, look at them trying. Take these off. Really? You know why? No good? I don't want to be aware of them being recorded. Oh, you don't? I don't know why. Uh, I'm no, not I, afraid of it, but uh, there's something about it makes me... F- I feel like I could talk to you if I do this. Yeah, no, I, I feel... Is that okay? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I usually only have people uh, wear them just so they can calibrate their voice, but you seem like a pro. You've done some cartoon voices. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Haven't That's, you? Yes, I am, sir. <laughs> have you? Yeah, one or two. Yeah, not yeah. huge ones. It's fun though. Yeah, no, yeah. it's great. I like uh, I can never see myself as a cartoon, so you just read it like a person, <laughs> and then when you see it come out of a cartoon's mouth, you're like, "Oh my god!" That- As opposed to reading it like a cartoon, right? Yeah, don't. Yeah. No, I mean, I would think that you could. Like, I, I, uh, I was a squirrel once. And I didn't sit there and go like, "How does one be a squirrel?" Which one was that? It was for Adventure Time. I think yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that children like it, and their stoned parents enjoy it. <laughs> I love all the animated <laughs> shows that are like that. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're funny on all these different levels. Right, it's right. Like so, age, but your kids will get older and older and start getting the jokes they didn't get last year. It's yeah, which they got that they didn't get the year before. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. you can actually show a kid every year the same cartoon? I guess you, you kind of can because they get different levels of humor on it. Yeah. And they think like, "Oh, I'm not going to watch it again, mom." And then like they're like, "Oh." Oh my God, I never even saw that. Oh, you don't have kids, do you? None. Kids can watch anything over and over a hundred times. It's isn't that scary? But isn't that the joy of having the it ability isn't. to show them something? Just throw yeah, it they over. They have amazing memories, but they, they let them, they willingly forget everything they've seen just and just watch it again for the 50th time. 
Yeah. Yeah, and have that fresh experience again. I don't how know old how are your they kids? Do. They're 18 and 16. So they're through that, you would think. No, they'll watch movies that they love. And I go, didn't you watch that last week? Yeah. No, I have to see this part. I have to see this part again. I don't know why I'm laughing. I just watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook for the fifth time. Did you? Yeah. Wow. I love yeah, movies about crazy great. people. It's very touching. That <laughs> <laughs> was really touching. It makes me feel less beautiful. alone. You it know, was beautiful. Flawed, beautiful people. <laughs> less alone. Yeah. Crazy people are the beautiful people. They are. And you play yeah. a lot of slightly emotionally crazed people. Have, yeah. Yeah, sure. So what did gotta you... Tap, gotta tap what you've been... Yeah. Did you, grow, did you grow up with that? Uh, yeah. I grew up in a big family. Like how many? Seven kids. Seven? Yeah. Like my mom Catholic? and dad were both funny. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, what would Seven. you be if you weren't Catholic with a bunch of kids? Uh, Hasidic Jewish. But I don't think... Yeah, yeah I don't think you... You didn't strike me as <laughs> right. an Orthodox Jew. No. Yeah. O'Hara is not or, really or a, a, a Christian a, Bible Belt. No, no, kids, they don't no. even have that many. Mormon? It's, no, that's not us. No, no, Mormons do that, but not yeah, but Catholics, yeah. How many? Like how many? One mom, one dad. We had. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. So that you kept that that, that number low. <laughs> that's a Catholic how, way. Yeah. How many? <laughs> like how many sisters and brothers? Uh, there's four girls, three boys. That's good. Good balance. Yeah, it is. That worked out. Yeah. And where'd you fall? <laughs> I'm youngest girl, second young- youngest kid. Oh my God! Six of seven. So you yeah. got the like the short end of the stick uh, and no, all the leftover clothes, and I must have been, um, yeah, because of what I ended up doing in life once in a while. Yeah, um, yeah, I must have wanted attention. Yeah, well, but I, I don't remember not getting it, but well, I must have, yeah, I must have. Were you yearned uh, for it? <laughs> how much? How many years between you and the older next older one? Uh, like two and a half years. So it was pretty tight. Oh, so yeah. It wasn't Catholic. one of those. Right. But it wasn't one of those afterthought things like, oh, we had one. No, uh, no, because there's another one after me. And that's another two years? Yeah. So no downtime at all. They just. There kept... was a downtime, yeah. Yeah. When they, God bless them, they tried rhythm. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. And that. That's and then it. my mom felt guilty about it. Felt guilty about timing? About rhythm, yeah. So she just felt guilty about having sex without a purpose? Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Oh, that's 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 brutal. So so they're like, no, it's brutal we and yet kind of lovely. It is lovely. There's no wasted sperm. Yeah, I know, but you know, you'd want people to have a good time more than the one time. Oh, no, I want them to have fun. Yeah, I hope they did. Yeah, they always laughed. God, that's like the sexiest thing about my mom. They're gone now. Yeah, but God bless them. But um, right to the end, they could make each other laugh. Like, yeah, like, honestly, it was like it was sexy. And what kind of what kind of work was uh, the family in? My the, dad worked for the CPR Canadian Pacific Railway. Really, he was in the offices. Oh, he wasn't on he, the trains. Yeah. No, no. Uh. But when he retired, and he'd been there like over forty years, and when he retired, we went to a party there for him, and and uh, these guys were crying, guys that he worked with, uh. and at one point he he and his buddy got the yeah. desks separated. Yeah. By their superior because yeah. they were laughing too much. Oh, really? You know, it was like he was in school. He just. He was like the guy, the life yeah. of the party. Yeah, he was a cool guy. Yeah, did well, he was, no, he was shy actually, but but he had his close friends that he. Oh yeah. yeah, so they 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 had fun. Did, now, did you get along with your? <laughs> Let me try to make conversation out of this. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, I can't. I'm like my mom and dad. <laughs> no, your mom and dad's interesting. Or your mom and dad. My dad's in New Mexico. My mother's in Florida. Oh, yeah? And uh, yeah, it was a little crazy. There's separate only two vacations. Of us. No, uh, permanent. They're on permanent, uh, not not dead vacations, but they're permanently yeah. uh, vacationing from each other. For how long? Uh, how long they've been divorced? Yeah. Since I was about 35, so about 15 years. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. very difficult to figure out who I was going to live with. And, uh, oh, oh <laughs> Wait, now tell me, even at that age? Yeah. Is it difficult? I, no, I'm sure it's difficult, but... 
or maybe it wasn't. Um, but do you still kind of wish they would get back together? Or oh no, I no uh, you don't. I, you know my my bond with my folks was not that uh, tight in the way you know they. I kind of look at them as these slightly older people that grew up with me. Uh, they were you know they had me when they were pretty young. <laughs> You know, they, it was very hard for me to, you know, still to this day, I have a hard time believing their parents. Sir, kind. Are they that close to you in age? No, no, they can't be that close, but they emotionally, <laughs> well, I don't they think they were. They could be 15. Well, yeah. 15 no, years I mean, apart. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom had me when she was 12. It was weird. It was yes. freakish. And my dad was 13. See, it was they're not Catholic, yeah. are they? No, no. Oh, bad oh, Catholics. No. Oh, no. Bad Catholics. There's a lot of bad Catholics. No. Yeah. yeah I know. I know. So, uh, so, like, do you get along with all your siblings? Was there battle oh, in the... Goodness. Really? There's no craziness, no drunken fights and brawls? Oh, balls? yeah. That's how we get along. <laughs> Yeah, there you, you go. You were specific, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, now you are. A lot of okay. good uh, Irish drinking in the house. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely some drinking. Yeah. been some drinking going on. Yeah. yeah. And we get together every summer now. We, um, my husband and I bought a cottage outside of Toronto, so now we'll all live together again. Oh my well, I mean, when they come to visit, we're all living together. So you get up and have breakfast and... and there's seven of you. And then there's Yeah, we've actually got been there kids. all together. Yeah. And there's is there grandkids yet, too? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, there are a few. Oh my God! Yeah, for your for your older siblings. Yes. Wow. Do you, <laughs> that's You're a lot. So of sweet about. Wow. No, I don't have, have that. Family with I don't. People. I don't have that family. It's, it is fascinating to yeah, me. Yeah, it's nice. I actually want to see them and live with them. Right. The, and we they want to see me and we live together. Well, right. nice cottage. That's why they want to see me. Yeah, but but I actually want to have them as guests. And well, that, that's them. a very odd thing. That's a, yeah. it, there's no reason why that wouldn't be fascinating. My mom and dad, my mom especially wouldn't let us go to bed mad. Really? Yeah. How did that? How did she stop it's that? A big deal. Well, if you were fighting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. Mm. I just felt like I was a guy. Well, when we were fighting, <laughs> and my mom, um, uh, she would gather us in a circle. We'd be like trying to hit each other, or one of us would be crying, the other yeah. would just be mad, and she'd hug us, force us to hug each other, and she'd sing, "We're all pals together in all kinds of weather. We won't give up. We won't give up. We won't give up the ship." <laughs> And, she's, and, she's, and then she'd hang on to us until we'd sing it too. And then, but this was there so crying? Lame. No, it's not lame. Could I be more? Was there crying? Was it because, like, I just have thought of that, like being mad at each other, and then your mom hugging you. Someone yeah. had to cry. Oh yeah, they you're crying through it. And yeah, yeah. it's like, I won't know. I'm not going to give up what I'm feeling. It's pretty you know? good. And then she just beat us down until we did. Yeah, and just beat you down with love. With love. Well, that's good advice. I mean, you know, I I wish I had heeded that advice many times when I've gotten into bed with one of. The yeah. two wives that I lost. And <laughs> yeah, going to bed mad is a bad one, isn't Horrendous. it? Horrendous. Because you can't fall asleep and you just want to poke. And then no. Like, oh, what about that thing? Oh, yeah. Why don't you wake up and talk about this right now? Why? How God can you forbid you say sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. I know. You, uh, do you, Would you in the morning? Wake up, fight. No, I don't. Wake up and fight, or wake up and bring it up, or no. I, under what? the guise of an apology, like say, I'm sorry, but when but, you, yes, yeah, seriously, when I made you cry last night, there was a reason for that. Yeah, no, I will not. And you go made ahead. me make you cry. Yeah, you made me. Oh, see, you know. Yeah, you made. I had no choice <laughs> but to confront this horrible flaw in you that has a, an adverse effect on me. Anyone in their right mind would yeah. have to point that up. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's uh, to help you. Of course. Yeah, I'm only here for you. <laughs> See, you have a deep understanding of dysfunction. That's why your characters are so damn deep. Oh, now, don't. Come on. Don't. What are you talking about? Take it. <laughs> You're like a miracle worker with <laughs> problematic characters. You make us love them. Uh, when did you... Uh, okay, so... I mean, thank you. Yeah. 
but I mean, it, it is. It's a, it's an amazing gift. Uh, so okay, so you're in high school. You're doing oh, that thing. Let's let go of high no, school. No, no, no. It's we're, too sad. No, how is Please. it sad? Why? You were uh, attractive and popular. No. What are you talking about? No. You weren't. No. Oh. I I got on the cheerleading team. That's in grade nine, as we say in Canada. Yeah. And only because the uh, phys ed teacher who was. Uh, put the team together yeah. thought that cheerleaders shouldn't just be babes <laughs> there should be some real girls she didn't on the say team. that to you i'm serious She's oh no it was obvious <laughs> you look i'll show you the team pictures <laughs> this is revisionism you've made no this. it's true she said look it was kind of you know at the peak of women's lib they were like what's you know and equality for women and yeah. you know there's some big old hogs on the football team. Why shouldn't there be some real women on the cheerleader no, team? Did, but she didn't sit you down and say, look, we're going to let you do this. because No, we... I think if we knew, though. <laughs> it's okay. But could you do the jumping around? Yes. All right. Very good, strong thighs. Yeah, but so if you did the thing and you waved the things and you were in sync with the rest, it wasn't a complete tragedy, was it? No. It People was, were... No, it was fine. <laughs> I didn't care. I took it. <laughs> Under any, under any law. Okay, I'll be a cheerleader. Oh, look, the sad girl's doing it, too. Was that the way it was? <laughs> They're letting her try. I don't try. know if anyone else thought that, but it was... Seriously, if you look at the pictures, we're all very normal girls. It's not like... Oh, all of you are. It's not like... Yeah. You weren't isolated. No, believe me, I was the hot one. Oh, see, <laughs> no, there you go. No, I wasn't. That'd be terrible. But when did you uh, start really thinking about doing comedy or or or, or playing in that? It's pretty way? natural in our house. I think right. it's a natural thing to do to try to make each other laugh. And really, it really was the way to get attention. The same way when you're in a room full of comedians, right. <laughs> better have something funny to say, or or, or, or get or, mad, or just get be louder than anyone. Yeah, 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 get mad get or be it. louder than anyone. Angry or funny is yeah. the way to go. There you go. I, I try to mix them. Yeah, I try I like to. That. Yeah, it's a like melding that. of anger and angry humor. Right. Yeah. Oh, I never really thought that like they're really the same thing in a crowd. Like either you can yeah. be charming and funny or you can just be like, I want your attention. <laughs> Why isn't everyone yeah. looking at me? <laughs> but then that's a hell of a setup. You better have, like, yeah. you know, I need to your attention. I could be just as funny. Yeah. Yeah. As these people, if they'd listen. Yeah. If I tried. Oh, God, you're listening. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Never yeah, mind. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, never sorry, mind. Sorry. I got to go. It's okay. I got to go. No, but that makes sense. And also being the, the, you know, the second to the youngest, I mean, you had a lot of competition. Yeah. What did your, what did your siblings end up doing? Anyone else? I have a sister who you have to hear, Mary Margaret O'Hara. Oh, she's a singer, amazing songwriter? Amazing singer, yeah. Great. Beautiful, huh? beautiful. So a talented family. Yeah. What yeah. did the other ones yeah. end up doing? Um, my younger brother writes, and he also drives on movies <laughs> and TV shows in Toronto, but he writes. And uh, and he's done a bunch of anim he's written and produced a bunch of animated movies. I think the the animal. show business in uh, Canada is a lot more intimate than the one we have here. It seems it's like all in my family. Really, it's, it's all you guys, just us. <laughs> it's all I know about. But it just seems like if you persevere, they'll fit you in at some point. Yeah, yeah, but then you'll have your time, and it's like, okay, now you've you've won a couple of awards. Be on your way. Leave a little room for the rest of them. <laughs> it was like a nice parent. Yeah. All right, now yeah. she's not getting the attention. Look so to her for a while. Yeah, see what you can do. Like, maybe go do a, a show in America. Maybe. I hate to sound bitter, but it was sort of like that with SCTV. Like we for the TV, whenever it came time for TV awards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now in kind of a nostalgic way. Yeah. <clears throat> We seem to get a lot of lovely attention there, but in Canada. But at the time, it was like, all right, now, 
You've gotten enough there. Now just sit back and let we, somebody else have it. We Which get is it. really quite sweet. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not horrible. You're not just forgotten. No. It's actually diplomatic. It's all right. You've you got a good job. Now go do it and don't make a big thing out of it. Yeah. But isn't that, it's kind of weird though, isn't it? That Because I noticed that in England too, that if people who just stay in the game yeah. and, and kind of remain you know, vital somehow or good, yeah, yeah. that they kind of keep showing up. Yeah. And is it is it possible to make a living in show business in Canada? <laughs> Ask Justin Bieber. Okay. Oh, is yeah. he oh, he's Canadian too, huh? Yeah. Well, he's huge internationally. I name a, I'll name a zillion people. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's yeah, it is. Yeah, comedies. It's hard to do that yeah. with comedy. Actually, more so in music. The yeah. Film world. They um. There's um, um uh, several directors and producers right now trying to start another network in Canada. <clears throat> to show Canadian films. Oh, yeah. Because Canadian networks do not show them. Really? No. They what do you... not show their own. And and I went to this luncheon. Yeah. Uh, you know, run by these people who are trying to set up this network. And and uh, and they were saying, you know, every other country, America, of course, supports its own and builds its own entertainment, has built its own entertainment business. Yeah. And, um, and film business. And France does it in England and all these, yeah. Sweden, all these other countries have... Laws, basically, creative laws that sure. will, you encourage. know, encourage yeah. and and grow their own talent, and in the and and their actually television is, I think, you know, much yeah. more respected than it was yep. I think, when I was there doing it in Canada. But uh, the film, no good. They make great films. Actually, Quebec, Quebec yeah. supports the French Canadian films do really well. Are they French, French mostly French language? Yeah, film? they are mostly French. Because they can um, ship them over to other French speakers. Yeah, they can go all over the world yeah. with subtitles, whatever. But Do you speak French? Mm, petit peu. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's it. Yeah. I can say in petit peu. Yeah. No, I can speak slowly. Yeah, yeah. I think if I lived somewhere and was forced to speak it, I would. You, you think you, you could pick up on it? Yeah. I mean, I took it in high school, but uh, oh, yeah, where I'm, you yeah. know, Toronto, we're not French. Not French. French. You know, that's like uh, the fun city. That's like the, you know. <laughs> well, they say Montreal's a fun city. Yeah, I know, but that's, uh, I don't Have know. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. I've been to all of them. I've yeah? performed in Canada in all kinds sure. of ways. Yeah, I, I've performed. <laughs> not I, just comedically. Not just comedically. I've tried my best with uh, at least two Canadian women. But um, and did you perform well? I hope I did okay. You know, but okay. that's enough for a Canadian. I, uh, oh, I oughta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. You did what you could. If I wasn't yeah. a woman. <laughs> but uh, so, how does it happen in in Canada? So you go you go to high school and then you just what did you go to college? Uh oh. What? No. No college. I went to. What do, the, I'm uh, not going to judge you. I went you. to Second City University. <laughs> so you got right into no, showbiz. Yeah, I got right out of high school. I I um, understudied Gilda Radner and Rosemary Radcliffe, the other girl in the cast. It's Second City in Toronto. Yeah, I I didn't know Gilda was Canadian. Yeah, I'm so, no, she's not. But she she's came not. up. She's there. from Detroit. And she came up yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. But so when what was the decision process? I mean, what made you know like I'm gonna do that? What, what was there somebody Gilda, you saw? God bless her. Yeah, Gilda. Oh, really? Yeah. And you saw her live. Yeah, at Second City Theater. Um, Gilda and my... At first I saw Gilda in uh, Godspell. And in, God, in that cast in Godspell was Gilda, uh, Marty Short, Andrea Martin, Eugene Levy came in later, Victor Garber, Dave Thomas came in Victor later. Like all the people I ended up working with much later in life. Um, you know, I'm right out of high school and I saw them all in Godspell and I was in love with Martin Short, kissed his picture in the program. And uh, and got to go to lunch with him. And my brother was dating. Actually, before that, my brother was dating Gilda. So Gilda would come to our house, and I would just like look dreamily at her and think, "Okay, this is what I, this is who I want to be." Really? And yeah. what, where was she in her career then? Like, what do you? It was Godspell. She was doing a little theater in Toronto. But but Godspell was a, was that just a touring company or was it a production in? No, it was Canada? the big, it was the Toronto production. Yeah, it was a big Toronto. Pro Actually, and I'm sorry, I met her before um, Godspell. She was in 
little theater, I think Global Village Theater in Toronto. Uh, and my brother was involved in that too. So I guess that's where they met. And um, So yeah. you knew Gilda when she was like 20? Yeah, probably. Wow, before Aww. she was, uh, you oh, know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's amazing. Sweet girl. And what was, what was she like then? She was sweet and fun and silly and she'd come to family dinners and we have home movies of of her acting things with everybody acting. Everybody in the family were doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're some kind of improv game. Yeah. But it, was, it wasn't like acting scenes. It was like those stupid games that you get in a circle. Charades you or something. all get angry and then you oh. all get sad and then the sun comes out and <laughs> melts you all. And then this, this, this kind of stuff. But Gilda's in on it. Yeah. It's really funny. I can't. Uh, it's, it, but it's so weird that list of people. Everybody in that production. They were in Godspell, yeah. But, yeah. you know, uh, Garber, too. Like, he yeah. just, uh, he's a big, they're all big actors. Yeah, well, yeah, he's real big. See, how does that happen? I mean, it's, it's yeah. so interesting to me that there were these communities of people that, like, all, how could an entire production of just a Godspell, <laughs> you know, t churn in Canada, churn yeah. out all this amazing talent? Well, it's such a great show, and so of the time. Right. You know, Godspell, right. so it had a really big audience. Yeah, yeah. And, um... And it was at a big theater, the Royal Alex Theater, which is still a big theater right. to play in Toronto. And but it ran for what, know, a few months? They were months, all really or? talented. And yeah. Paul Schaefer was the musical director, too. To Paul Schaefer, yeah. too. And yeah. they were all kids. And Paul Schaefer, Eugene Levy, and Dave Thomas, and Martin Short all went to school together in Hamilton, Ontario. But they, are they they're a little older than you? Yeah. 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 Oh, a lot older. No, a lot, a lot older. older. A lot. <laughs> But no. they were probably just college age, right, yeah, at that were, time? Yeah. So none of them went to college. They were all Yeah, like, they did. They oh. all they met in college. Oh, okay. They managed to go. So I guess they're they're just that much older than right. I was. So when you met Gilda uh, at your house because your your brother was dating her, yeah. you were like, This is it. Yeah, then she got in Second City Theater. And then I auditioned and didn't get in right away and I was a waitress there. So I wait I waited and got to watch all the shows. That so was really just so inspiring and that really made me want to do that what was the format there because i've talked to so people it's, that same has all ever been and will always be but, but but second city didn't that originate in chicago it did but they came you know when they moved to another city mm -hmm. or they start a touring company they'll start with material that was already written by another cast right which is what they did in toronto but then as soon as you start running that show you're doing improvs after every show right and they would at the time audio record them now right. the video record them, of course but um, or digitally, yeah. Uh, but the time was just audio recordings, and you would keep working on that material until you built the next show, and then the next show would be all from your improvs. Then you so, start oh, building the next. That's how it works, has always worked. And will so they show up. You, you've you're you're you you've you've studied the role of whoever was doing that part. Yeah, you before. just take over a role. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. how it works. And then the, then that ensemble starts to gel. Yeah. And then you guys start to Even slowly. Even before you gel, you start improvising. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. But not. But actually, you know, creating new sketches. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, so you're a waitress there. Who's on stage then? Do you remember? Yeah, um, Brian Doyle Murray. Bill, no, Bill Murray. He... Brian Doyle Murray, too. Brian Doyle Murray, yeah. He He's a funny guy. Oh, what a doll he was. Boy, he looked like a, like a young Stephen Stills or something. Just uh -huh. a sweet little face. And but then, he would get pissed off about the you know, air conditioning or something in the middle of the scene. He would just start ranting with that voice that he, already, you know, yeah, he still yeah. has. And just ranting to the audience about how fucking hot it is in here. And he'd kill? <laughs> but he'd be funny, yes. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Valerie oh Bromfield, they both came from Ottawa. Uh -huh. They were kind of a team and did really insane material. What was, his, what was the woman's name? Uh, Valerie Bromfield. I don't know her. Yeah, she she must be online somewhere because she's written a lot of stuff. Oh, she oh yeah. so she's here. And she was really funny. And Aykroyd like, was he funny then? Oh yeah, really yeah. funny. And he's yeah. Uh, he could take any. That guy was uh, it was he could 
do something I so have never been able to do, which is which take like three facts of any subject yeah. and be able to riff on that and sound like an expert on anything. So that was like sort of his... bullshit the rest? Right. That's one of the things he does. Because he always did those kind of huckster sales pitch oh, guys. Yeah. Pitch yeah, guy. real fast talking. A yeah. pitch guy, yeah. But also he could go off on any subject and sound like he knew what he was talking huh. about. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, but do it, and of course, funny. Um, and then Eugene yeah. Levy was in the cast. Oh, all these young dudes. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And John Candy. John Candy. But he came in later too, yeah. But before me. Yeah, before I did. And this is what you were doing when you were a waitress, just watching that? Oh, yeah. That is nuts. <laughs> I can't even fucking... It's hard for me to imagine everybody as just... You know, because I remember... Like, I can't... I watched SNL when I, you know, when I was uh, you know 13 or 14. I was into it the first season. Yeah. But then when you start to realize that they all had lives... Oh, yeah. Before that. Yeah. And that they were doing things and then watching no. SCTV uh, when that finally came to the yeah. States. We had to wait for that. <laughs> But it's great to see people at that time too, at Second City, yeah. because you're, it's the perfect job in your twenties if you want to go in comedy. Cause yeah. You think you can run the world, and you're so opinionated, and you can just get on stage and mouth off, and any character you saw that day, anybody you saw on the bus or subway or on the street or whatever, yeah, you can use, tap into whatever you, whatever bit you thought was funny about them, and then use it on stage that night. Right. It's such a great, so it's a great place to watch people really blossom. And it's, I think yeah. it's on some, in some ways, it's a much fuller experience than watching someone struggle through a stand-up act. Oh yeah, because you're, you've always got support. You're yeah. always doing it with each other. And you, yeah. Yeah, and you can just push it. You can. It takes a lot of years to push stand-up, but I with, bet. with improv, I you can just sort of like, you never know when it's going to happen. Yeah. But there are people there, going, you know, kind of yeah, keep yeah. Going, keep well, going. You always want to. You always have to have something to offer. You're like, you know, just constantly trying to think of something to offer. But at the same time, being open to whatever's going to happen, that's going to shift it somewhere else. And then you got to move. You can't just hang out here. Right, right, right. You know? But it must be, I would think it would be hard to go from stand up to do that Improv? kind of work because then you've got to. Yeah, I, you I, can't I, just go off on your own like you can when you're doing stand up. Not, not to somebody else. Like, you know, uh, well, I don't really have any improv chops, but I'm, I'm pretty open. I like to, but I, don't, I can't yeah. really get out of myself. Like, I'm sort of locked <laughs> in me. So if we can build an improv around whatever I am. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. That's good. Yeah, I think that's that's happened a lot at Second City. Oh, Some people are just really strong personalities, right? I'm wrong. Where other people like to hide behind characters. And, right. I imagine people like yeah. uh, some of the bigger guys. I imagine John Candy was always. I would of. say John Candy yeah, was such a character. Well, yeah, just life. on his own. Yeah, yeah. That he Were there... And most of his characters are called Johnny. <laughs> and it wasn't even all his doing. Other yeah. people would write scenes. Yeah, yeah. You know, for him and call him Johnny. Right. It's yeah. just like you can't make him anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> he's but, Johnny. But he, he was—was uh, was he part of your crew, or, or you were yeah. watching? Uh, so he was with well, you. Well, when I got in, okay, when I got in the cast, yeah. when Gilda left to do National Lampoon and then Saturday Night Live, um, John was in the cast, and Joe Flaherty was in the cast. Flaherty, I and Eugene, about him. and Danny, and and uh, Rosemary Radcliffe, the other girl from Toronto. And I first took over uh, uh, Chicago and Toronto used to do trades. I don't know if they still do it. The way their cast would play Toronto stage for two weeks and vice versa. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so they did this trade and I got to go with them as understudy. And we went to Chicago and the cast there was John Belushi and Bill Murray and uh, Betty Thomas and Ann Rars. It was crazy. That's crazy. And the first night we got there, we got to improvise. Everybody improvised together on stage and I was with them. I'm sure I didn't say a word. I was just kind of looking around like, oh my God, I'm actually here. But these guys were just local stars at that yeah, time. They I mean, they, you know, they were shining where they were, but yeah. they weren't the personalities that we got to know. No, but a year or two later. That was it, huh? Yeah. So you worked with, you were on stage with Belushi. Yeah. 
What was that? What was that like? Oh, just you. You watch. Yeah, that's all you do. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Were, but, watch but, and hope that some of it rubs off on you. But there it was, was sweet. There was no. But was he a like a, a stage? Was he a stage eater or or, or was it? No, was no, that, not in a greedy way. Yeah. Just he was so strong. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Like in a mat, like you've seen and like you can imagine. Yeah. You can imagine. Do you remember the? But first? they all were. They all were really. They were a really good team. They were really Who? good together. That cast. God, everybody kind of kept going. I, that's the. I'll, I'll I know, isn't that great? I love it. I mean, there's obviously people that that you know. You're so I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's always a few of those, but the numbers yeah. of the people that you're talking about who were involved in this that you know kind of kept going. And I imagine yeah. some people kept going behind the scenes as writers or or or. Uh, oh, set definitely. People. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like when you were in in in, in Canada though and doing it was there alignments that create because i talked to shelly berman about the compass players which is mm -hmm. what you know, yeah what started yeah. second city yeah and there were always sort of alignments made like he his big story about why he created the phone bit uh was because he wanted to do a bit with uh elaine may yeah. but elaine may was locked in with mike nichols oh, already that's great so he had to figure I'll do out. my own phone. Right. Well, he, no, he had to decide. <laughs> I'll do my own it. other person. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That, that was the inception of I that. love that people still do this. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Shelly. That, baby finger on the thumb. That, that's Shelly's. You know, yeah. Some people just hold it. Yeah. Like, you're not going to know. What, but now, it would, I, I swear on stage, they still do that. Yeah, no, you do. It's because a natural... Even though you're holding a cell now, yeah. and the phone is tiny. No, could, this is established. That's just not as good a move, is it? No, or Bluetooth. Hello. <laughs> Unless that Bluetooth is part of it. Or you don't even have to have anything. Hands-free. I'm just really? talking. Yeah. Is that what they do now on stage? No, they. of course not. You you hold the old phone, and you, then, <laughs> then you just imagine it just rang in a loud way. And there's a cord. There's a cord to all those phones. Like Andrea Martin. I like, knew you were going to say it. She just won a drama desk award the other night. Yeah. Um, Marty Short told me this yesterday. And she won the other night. Uh, she's in Pippin. Uh -huh. And she apparently, like on, on the rehearsal shows, she was getting a standing ovation in the middle of, just in the middle of the show with her number. So she won a drama desk the other night and she got Steve Martin to go up with her, it, with him thinking he got the award. And he did a whole bit where he went up. It was so excited and took it. She said, they said Andrea. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. When you were doing all this comedy, though, I mean, you seem to have some pretty deep emotional chops. I mean, you, you can play serious roles. I mean, was there a period where you, you tried that for the first time, where you remember it, or was it always comedy? Uh, we did a lot of uh, scenes in Second City that got no laughs. So I think, <laughs> I think we learned drama unintentionally. <laughs> but you never very saw poignant moments. <laughs> Believe me. What is the first, what's the first improv you remember doing? Oh, I do remember going um, on stage for the first time as an understudy. Yeah. Uh, and John Candy and Gilda and Danny, Eugene were in the cast, I guess. Joe Flaherty. Uh -huh. And um, they did a scene, a, a cottage scene where I, th I think the suggestion was mosquitoes or something. So yeah. they did a scene and they, and they had, I don't know if they had anything to the scene other than, okay, we're going to be at a cottage altogether. Yeah. We'll be a couple. We'll be a couple, whatever. And they'll just be... You know, masses of um, bugs. You know, like locusts. Like, mm. but it'd be mosquitoes, mm -hmm. and they're, and they're biting. So mm. everybody tries to kill the mosquitoes. I don't know what it was. All I did was slap John Candy, and I didn't know how to do a fake slap, so uh -huh. I just slapped his face over and over and over during the scene. <laughs> 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 I do remember that I would play insane in most scenes because when in doubt, you know, if you don't have anything smart to say, just be crazy. The excuse will be that you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. and um. And I remember, but when we when we went backstage after that scene, I don't know what he said, but he did his hair. Yeah. 
put his fists up like, I'll fucking punch you. <laughs> Would you learn to fake a slap? Oh, what were you doing up there? So um, when did the, how did the TV show develop? I mean, how did that all come together? I think they'd tried uh, one in, in Chicago, in, uh, yeah, Chicago. Second Through City. Second City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Bernie Songs, the producer of second city at the time and for many years yeah and our producer andrew alexander got together because this has got to work there's got to be a tv show out of this <laughs> come right. on so uh i think that's what they brought harold ramus to toronto to get it going with us and and he was from and we were chicago? the cast at the time so we were the ones that got to do it that's just it was timing oh really yeah so ramus was from chicago yeah and he was with the second city there yeah yeah what now what? Yeah, he must have been in that he was in that cast with with Belushi and them yeah yeah but he's yeah, one of those guys that you know he's well, he's a pretty great comic actor. But he yeah. but he became a huge director. Yeah, it's he's interesting. A smart writer too. He was our head writer for uh, first seasons on SCTV. Really good, strong, funny writer. It's it's interesting to me that the guys that like have have the wherewithal or the chops to do that because that's a big yeah. jump. So many people yeah. just remain comedy actors yeah but then there are those ones that like i always consider themselves not necessarily smarter but i consider <laughs> them like the ones that are able to have a little forethought like you know, right right this ain't gonna or last step forever. outside of themselves you say you're right. in yourself yeah right? constantly and they yeah. would stop stop step outside of themselves and see the others i guess and made them want to direct right that yeah. they could be a leader and and sort of move these people around but there's fun part about it to me that's sort of like that's someone who had a career in mind <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the the rest of us were just sort of like, I'm yeah. here, I'm yeah. funny, let's do it. And then, you know, you get to a certain age, you're like, come on. I'm so I should, funny. Yeah, I should have written something. I should have given this some thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, a way to design a career, kind of. Oh, no. It's scary. Well, you're doing that. Huh? You now, are. Yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 50. I'm older and I've never done it. No, I, I have lucked into everything I've done. No, but you have a tremendous uh, amount of talent in your. No, unit. but I write. It's stupid that I don't create things. And well, what do, what's holding you up? What have you written? No, what just, do you write? Like you got books going, and well, yeah, you it's a everything. And you're doing this. It's it's so what took great. me almost fifty years to find some weird wave of something. Well, you're doing it. Yeah, something That's came together. Cool. You know, proud. I'm proud. <laughs> when you write, what do you write? Well, I used to write sketches, and then uh, I sold a thing to HBO, but we didn't get it produced. What was that? Now that it's not produced, let's talk about it. Oh, let's no, pitch it, it to me. It was well. The problem is there was no pitch really. Well, that's a little. That's a little weak, Catherine. That's a, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I had great dialogue. <laughs> you just went in there <laughs> with dialogue. another person. I had some read. really strong characters and dialogue. There was just no story. No story. <laughs> Basically, it was just a couple. Where was it set? A couple other kids. Because no, I thought I'm not seeing anyone on TV. Like me, right. like my husband, or right. like our lives, or like our friends, and you know, and that's I had lunch with uh, Carolyn Strauss. Carolyn Strauss, yeah. yeah, and um, and she said, "Do you have any ideas?" And I, go, no, but I'd like to see something where I'd, you know, I wasn't pitching, and if I knew I was pitching, I wouldn't have been able to get a thought out, right? Because uh, I'm bad, very bad at it. I just. Tighten up as soon as I know I'm trying to impress someone. Right. Like right now. Um, no, you listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And, You're good. Uh, but I said, oh, it's something on TV. You know, I like this. And I told her something, uh, a ridiculous thing my husband and I had gone through. And uh, and she said, okay. And that was it. That was it. She, I said, what do you mean, okay? Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. 
Really? Yeah, that was like the coolest thing in the world. But I, you know, but I didn't have a story. Well, you, I didn't have much mean, more than what I told her that. You much. just had this one event or this story that. No, happened. I could see where it was going, but it, that episode didn't right. have any real. How many years ago was this? End. So, like, you know, you were your kids oh, were ten or something. Seven, eight years ago, yeah, yeah. And what was it specifically that you know you saw the life that you were living as not being represented? Just sort of, uh, you know. I guess people that. I, aren't middle america right and, that uh don't always say the right thing uh-huh and aren't that cool as parents right, right. But try their best sure and make really big stupid mistakes in life and <laughs> yeah and are weak and <laughs> and troubled you know and need help and shouldn't <laughs> yeah. even have the kids <laughs> Just, no no decent parents yeah. but but kind of flailing their way through and don't you know yeah, yeah. it didn't end with a lesson it wasn't <laughs> there was no mr cleaver <laughs> I'm not, I like I, it's weird. I, I'm surprised that I, yeah. You know, as much as I want to be uh, kind of like a person that likes things that are you know different and weird, I, I don't mind a lesson. <laughs> I'm, you know, like you know, I, yeah. I, well, maybe because my life is so chaotic. But sometimes, like even with my show, I, I kind of buttoned at the end. I didn't want people walking away from it going, "Oh my god." Well, you kind of feel that is what I was. That's what I was really resisting is kind of wrapping up right. The, you know, a lot of shows do it's kind of the voiceover at the end mm -hmm. with the nice music. Sure, sure. You know, we all learn. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. you find that sometimes yeah, in life, yeah, you yeah. know, it's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, but... Uh, there's... Because I guess people really just want to examine lives and show that in a creative way, but then you have to finish it. Right. There has... Yeah, I, I think... I mean, it's a, it's a question that I had when, when I was working on my show because they're, they're like, I'm not sure that that... You can't do that and still have it be sort of like yeah, not, you're doing it. yeah, but not you're kind of it. like well, this doesn't still not good, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I'm glad you got some closure on <laughs> Wait, that. But then what did no, I learn? Yeah, yeah. It does, I don't know if he's gonna be able to stick with whatever that is that he thinks he's got <laughs> under he control. Just learned that because yeah. I do that at the beginning. Exactly. Of the show. Yeah. Well, there's that. You know, like oh my god, this guy should have had this together 20 years he's ago. Slow. Yeah, it's very slow. This fella. Oh, you're watching someone get it though, and that's the beautiful thing. Who are some of the, the writers that you were impressed with? Like when you did films where you were like, holy shit, this is uh, pretty stunning. Oh, I did uh, Six Feet Under, a few episodes of that in there. Oh, Alan Ball. And yeah, right? Alan, wow. Alan yeah. Ball, Alan Ball, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, that, yeah, because often people will say, oh, yeah, come on in, and this is the character stuff, but yeah. feel free to improvise or whatever. Yeah. And they may have even said to me, I don't think so, but... But you read one of the a script like that, and you go, "I'm not touching a word." Oh this yeah, is, that's is wow. that a relief? Aren't I lucky? To, yeah, yeah. To be the one saying these words out loud. The weird thing yeah. about that show is that I've never had an experience with watching all of a show, and I and I usually do it after the fact, so I can just keep watching it when I want to and not yeah. wait. Yeah. Where I I I went from loving characters to hating them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, where you're just sort of like, yeah, yeah this is my guy, this yeah. guy. And then like within six episodes, yeah. you're like, fuck that guy. And then turning around again. Right, right. Like, oh, oh, no, I see. I yeah. see why he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Man, that was a good show. That's kind of like life, so, I guess. Yeah, like life. Maybe. Like Sometimes life, you end up better. just like sticking by the worst of people <laughs> for, <laughs> for for the whole run. Well, because uh, you, you question yourself. You know, right. Am I insane, you got, am I insane you know, to right. think this about that? Sure. Who am I to judge? Or you get your blinders of love on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Nora Ephron, I say I got to be in Heartburn. Oh right, with the with the Nicholson. Yeah, what a group of people. Well, that was a uh, very cool. Mike Nichols directing, right? But that's Nora Ephron's script from her book, and that was very cool. And that Meryl was Street, who I love, love, right? Love. And that's a grown up movie. Yeah, like that's a, that's another thing is that there's not a lot of grown up stuff. You know, like yeah, most stuff yeah. is sort of geared towards younger people. Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, and you've done some of those, but you know, you were yeah. you were moms. Oh, too many moms, yeah. Yeah, but but, but that's some good moms. Yeah, I don't great mean moms. me good, but me gay. Orange, I got me me. Yeah, Orange um, County, and, Home Alone, oh, those are big. Yeah. And Home Alone was fun. That's yeah. a huge movie. Yeah, I played some fun moms, and yeah. all, and I have, uh, or I'm in, not I have, I'm in yeah. part of a movie that's coming out, I think, in the summer or the fall. ACOD, Adult Children of Divorce. Adam Scott is the lead. He's our son. Okay. And he's trying to get uh, uh, his horribly, uh, horribly divorced parents back together for his younger brother. And the husband wedding. is uh, Richard Jenkins. Oh, oh he's I a genius. Of <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he's the best. Okay, I watched that guy from afar. Flirty right? with disaster. Did you ever see that? Yes. And he's stoned. He's the cop. The stone gay stoned. cop. Oh man. With the with yeah. Jan, uh, Josh Brolin is yes. his lover, yes. and younger lover. And Lily Tomlin. Oh, oh so. so good. But he's good in everything. He's really good in everything. And Six Feet Under and as well. So, oh, yes, and Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Six Feet Under. And, um, and so loose and fun, and every idea out of his head is great. And what, Do you know what he, like, I, he's one of those guys where it's like, where did that guy come from? It's like, yeah. it's like Brian Cranston. Yes. Like, you know, they, they're these guys that are just like, I'm an actor. Yeah. You know, meat and potatoes actor. That they just act. Yeah. And I, he seems like but one of those guys. More, they're but they're beyond oh, yeah. that. They're no, beyond no, that. I know, but I that's how meat, they think of themselves. But I think, yeah, they do, but they shouldn't. Because right. I think of meat and potatoes actors as really just people take the job and when do I show up? Yes, thank you very much. Oh, I'm oh. done. I mean, I knew from afar. I think watching Richard Jenkins, Richard Jenkins that he had quite the brain on him. <laughs> yeah, and sense of humor, and and uh, was just delighted that it was all true when I met him. But I, I yeah, I don't know if he thinks of himself as that funny. He must right. Well, no, Brian Cranston, yeah, you. But and then you see I him mean, in Breaking Bad, and you think, right, it's genius. Oh my God, this is what he does too. But he seems like there's a certain type of American actor, I think, primarily where you know they they just work yeah. and they and they have a work ethic around it. Yes. They're not. They don't it's have like a, a nine to five job. Right. They don't have yes. a movie star mentality about it. They're and just they don't sort take of, it personally. Right. Yeah, that's a rare thing. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about when I when I use the word yeah. meat and potatoes were. Yeah. And I, I guess that was the wrong word. But just a guy like because Cranston grew up in it. You know, his father was a studio actor. Oh, wow. Okay. So like he sort of like my dad went to work and he worked yeah. in show business. He was in the movies. He did pictures. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in pictures. You know, there's yeah. that, that sensibility. Do what my dad did. Right. The family business. Right. And there's all those you oh. know great character actors that were just sort of the guy. The, some of the best actors in the world are these character actors. Yeah. But Jenkins like, can do anything. Yeah. And, and Brian Cranston, I, I did a 30 Rock with him last year. Uh-huh. So loose and ridiculous and just tapped every possible laugh out of <clears throat> every moment. And kept coming up with bizarre, great physical stuff to do. And, really? See? You know, what if we try this? So loose as far as we could say, oh, yeah, why don't you try oh, Why don't you try that? Which uh-huh. is the way I was trained to work at Second City and has gotten me in trouble on other sets where I said, hey, what if you tried this? And they look at me like, you're telling me how to do my job. Oh. No, sorry. <laughs> I got excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> and and now I've learned where I think, oh, it'd be great if they just, no, don't say anything. That's a director you're talking not about. not allowed. Yeah. No other actors. Oh, really? You know, because that's the way we worked on Second City, even though we had some sure, great you wanna, directors. You know, you want to jump. Hey, you know what else you could do right there? What if you tried? We go, oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, are you kidding? No, I'm going this way. Right. It's like we weren't threatened by that right, or right. by each other. And most of the time I was like, thank you. But that's interesting to me, though, because like some actors, like, and I don't have a lot of experience acting except for this show that I just did. But you know, some, yeah. I guess, I that some people have their process and they make their choices alone. Oh yeah, and, most actors. Yeah, and, that's how it goes. And it's really, it's very bizarre to me because that's my experience. To be, I think. No, I don't. I don't know that that's true because there's a whole tone of show and and of of movie now 
that either embraces what you do yeah. or, or, or not. And I think that you're yeah. probably in a position to be more adaptable in the big picture than yeah. somebody who is more controlled like that. But you talk, you, you know, yeah, you're talking, I'm happy to have someone say, what if you tried to, but only it, it's really not, it's not, they're not saying, you know, we wouldn't say to each other, Oh, you're going about this all wrong. And yeah. Here's what your character should be thinking. It's really just, that's why I gave a bad example. Um, it's really just, I, you know, you think of a bit to add right, to yeah, what they're why doing. Not, yeah. yeah, no one has to do it. They and know. it's all about connection. Yeah, but it's also the comfort you have with people. And, sure, sure. And I, I do not do it now. I'll never do it on a set unless somebody asks me for right. something. You know, or someone like Brian Cranston or right. Richard Jenkins says, oh, you know what else we should do? You know, oh, yeah, then yeah, they yeah. open it up and I go, okay, I'm safe. Yeah, yeah, we can <laughs> I work. I can say anything and they can go, what a stupid idea. Or, yeah, that's great. But yeah. but is that, I mean, it seems that a lot of the stuff you you do, certainly lately, is is more along the lines of what you like to do. Well, if you're, well, Chris Guest movies. Um, yeah, even then, though, we're, there's no rehearsal. We're just rolling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we did on those movies. So, and it, and all the dialogue is improvised. And everybody just comes ready in character. So, there's no discussion. You just do it. So but your, you have job, a lot your of... job in that case is really just to be as real as you can be in your, give, you know, do your part. All the preparation is in backstory. On your own. Yeah. 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 And, and when then you... you just show up ready to play yeah. and ready to work. Yeah. And just play too. And people are just so strong. It's just so great to see people. And you haven't discussed really what kind of relationship. It's all you new. Have. It's all. Yeah. So somebody treats you a certain way and you go, Oh, that tells me something about who I am. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. go with that and then you give them something back and that gives them some information about who they are. It's sounds yeah, it's just fun. That's amazing though. Yeah. So so you're sort of learning your parameters as a person yeah. or as a character Absolutely. defined on the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the stuff in in for your consideration when when you don't when it doesn't work out, when you oh, don't get yeah. That shit is heartbreaking <laughs> and so hilarious. Sad. But like it's too like we you know you're in the business long enough that you know how that that that's out there. So there was an integrity to the thing yeah. where it was sort of like oh my god, you know was, things that make me happy to see like that is uh is asking to ask props for a big like a Ralph's tray, yeah. you know, with the crudités. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like on my coffee table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I expected to have a celebration <laughs> when the nominations were announced. You asked him for that. Yeah. Oh, and that no. kind of. Oh, there. You know, uh, when you can do what we're talking about, like being loose and collaborative with yeah, everyone. Yeah. When props wants to hear your ideas. Yeah. When we you want to hear props ideas right. and makeup and hair. When you're all like, oh yeah, let's yeah. do that. Right, yeah. Right, right. Oh, good idea. When you're doing that with you, it's so fulfilling and fun. Everybody has their part and everybody's excited. Yeah. Nobody's servicing an ego. No. Oh no. But like that stuff. But ultimately, that, it does service your ego. Right. Right. Did you all do better? But everybody. Yeah. Right. But everybody yeah. feels like they're like we did it. Yeah. Not just like oh that horrible yeah. person you know is taking right. all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> You know? And even when, uh, you know, it doesn't find an audience or whatever, you can still love the days you worked on it. It does, but usually that kind of stuff will find, it may not be a huge audience, but it's going to yeah. find people that really appreciate it and are moved by it. And the amazing thing about some of the stuff in that movie and also all those Christopher Guest movies is that there's such a fine line between creating characters that are heartbreaking yeah. and, and pathetic. Yeah, so like, and you know, funny. 
right. Yeah. Heartbreaking and funny is fine, you yeah. know. But you know, it never feels like anyone's oh, being mocked. I get you. So, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Like, because sometimes, yeah. like you know, oh, they just made that person to mock, <laughs> and you never really get that feeling. And it's so it it comes from oh. a fundamental respect of you and of the actors who are who have a, a certain amount of care for this character. Because you are only that character. You're not. You, you, there's no time to stand back and judge it. Right. There's you. You roll, and yeah. you know you might repeat. Uh, a scene just to get out some information that's in the outline uh -huh. that we missed. And Chris will go, go back to the part, you know, where you talk about where you met. Yeah. And we need to get that part about the shoe in, you know, right, right, right. and you'll do that. But otherwise you are so purely like surviving on trying to be that character. So there is no, there's no judgment. Right. Of who you, I mean, before you get there, you'll try to think, okay, who is this person? And you try to, and there's always inspiring stuff in the script that, uh, you know, that Chris and Eugene would write too. You know, they give you some bit or some background yeah. to to jump off of. You know, yeah. and that would always be right. something to roll with. It's not like you had to completely come out of nowhere with the ideas, but um, but they're really yeah. You just don't have time to comment on it or judge on it. Judge it. I remember with um, Mighty Wind, my character, I could not find anything really funny about her. She's not a funny character. I don't know if you saw that one. I sure did. She's sure. a folk singer, and it's really about for me. It was about talking about Mitch. Was a deeply you know, codependent relationship yeah. uh, uh, of somebody like the, the, and scared to go back to it, right? But and but, kind of excited about going back to it too, yeah. Right, but 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 the amazing thing about uh, that movie is because you had the that historical element, which is that yeah. this is a reunion. Yeah. So you know, you guys had to explore. You had to explore in yourself. Yeah. You know, you could totally see just how, like, the fact that you know that this guy was this menacing. <laughs> sort of psychologically fragile, volatile oh. thing back in the day in a right. folk community. But like, we consider, what is it? Yeah, but we consider him a genius too, a genius of songwriter. Of and, course. Yeah. But like that like yeah. but that that world in and of itself is so small. I think that's another thing that's yes. beautiful about about Chris's movies is that you know that these subcultures he's he's playing with yeah. are, are are not they're not self important, but they're insulated. Right. So the actual effect of what he's mocking or, or what he's mimicking in the real world is very small in a oh, way. Oh yeah, and, and it was really it was you could you could talk about Bob about Bob Dylan or right, uh, right. Ian and Sylvia or someone in that movie, but he intentionally would not allow any references to any real existing people from that world. Oh really? So that made it even smaller. Right. And, and that relationship was it. had it felt like it had so much integrity yeah. because of the weight like you know when somebody has that and I, and you probably maybe have some point of reference in your real life that when you have that moment in your life that it, it seems like this is it. Yeah. Uh, this is the shining moment. And then that goes away, yeah. and God knows what happens to people, you know, in between that moment. You, you know what I mean? But yeah. to, to sort of re-enter that with the humility that naturally occurred just by living a life. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you guys, when you guys do come together, I mean, it's, it's like, even as comedy, it's impossible, you know, to watch you guys do that song and not be moved, genuinely moved. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I love that. Do you feel yeah. that, though? Yeah. We could feel it when we did it, but, it, you know, it didn't feel like it was coming from us. As, I mean, we were it's all part of it. It's a beautiful song, too. It is. It is. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it's kind of sappy. Too sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I was so wrong. But just I mean, I'm not to say that I didn't always find it to be beautiful melodically. Right, right, right. But uh, but Chris was Chris and Michael McKean and, and Ed O'Toole wrote the song, 
they were all going for a sweetness and a real innocent time of folk before right, right. people were you know, right, right. really being political. Right. Like Peter, Paul, yeah. and Mary political. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you get kind yeah. of get like Lemon Tree. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a loaded song. Yeah, there were no, it was not Pete Seeger stuff. No, this no. This is early. And all the emotion. And we're going down the road. Right, right. Exactly. We're all going to be together. Right, right. Yeah. 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 It was the, the, the sort of uh, strange kind of middle class interpretation yeah. of, of uh, you know, sharecropping folk well, music. Up with people. Do right. you remember that? Sure. Are you old enough to remember that? Was, sure. Yeah. Well, that was represented in... Uh, it was. In, in, but uh, with the other... With, yeah. Who who arranged all those harmonies? Oh, yeah. He's a freak of nature that way, yeah. He's, He's kind a, of a, a comedic genius. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, more than anyone, he we would accuse him of writing stuff ahead of time. On oh, those really? movies, yeah. Oh, is that oh, come something on, that Come on, you happens? did not just come up with that. He goes, <laughs> how would I... What? I didn't even meet this guy before. How would I know what he's going to say to me? Is oh that that's so funny? So you do have these like you know that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, come on. You prepared. Yeah. Yeah. That goes on. That's that's a beautiful <laughs> fact. Well, because sometimes you're just blown away by what comes out of people's sure. minds, and then you want to know. It's like yeah. no, no, that didn't no, you just knew. happen. I, we actually knew yeah. that it wasn't possible to have written because right. you know because the other people were brought in that day to improvise mm -hmm. with us. You know, so who are some of the know. best improvisers you've ever worked with? Joe Flaherty's great and taught all of us so much. He directed Second City a lot. Oh, yeah? Is he around he's, still? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. He was in, um, I think the biggest thing on TV was... Uh... Freaks okay. and Geeks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the yeah. father. Yeah, he was great. That's the one running bit I tried to get into and actually did it in uh, Mighty Wind. Because uh, Nancy Dolman, God bless her, was married to Martin Short, who died a few years ago. Um she got into doing this was not a like a menopause thing or anything, but she did it when she was younger. But she would say a name, you'd say, Okay, I was working with Okay. You know who I'm talking about. He's the he was the he's the one who was Okay, he was married to Oh he was married to you know the hair. Yeah. The one with the hair. Okay, she's got the she's, hair. No details. No, she okay, she sued. She sued um you know, and she would just keep piling every name that was supposed to help her would just make it worse and dig her deeper. And her her eyes would just be like, Help me! Why are you watching? And I would just and, and then it got to the point where Nancy would just say, Oh, guess who I saw yesterday? And I would go, Don't, Nancy, don't start. Shut up. I'm not gonna forget this. Okay, so I tried because I did they got a funny character? Yeah. It wasn't inherently funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, um, Mickey, and uh, for your uh, sorry, what was it called? Uh, Mighty Wind. Yeah, I try. I did that in so many scenes because my first scene was talking about. It said in the outline, Mickey talks about the, um, the heyday yeah. of Mitch and Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who they met, where they played, where they toured. Right. Who they recorded with? Who's in the studio? This uh, paragraph I was like, "Oh my God, I'm supposed to talk about all that, right?" Yeah, yeah. So then I got to talk to uh, Sylvia Veen and Sylvia on the phone. Someone set a friend set me up to talk to her on the phone, so she gave me stuff that I could play with and you know and uh, go off on. And um, you know, and I got to meet uh, um, mamas and papas. Yeah. But in these scenes, when I would talk about, oh, and remember the day, yeah. and I would try to add that bit. And Chris didn't use one of them. No, didn't like it. And now I'm just living it for real. I mean, it's hard. Like, that's the hardest thing to, to know about what you guys do or how you guys do it is that you don't think, like, how do I make this funny all the time, do you? No. No, if you're starting with interesting, funny ideas, yeah. no, you don't have to. You just play fun. it. Yeah, play it Yeah, straight. if somebody asked me to make something funny and there's nothing funny on paper about it, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Then you are just adding some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But some people, actually, I shouldn't say it, because some people can do that really well. Yeah. I was really bad in um, scenes on uh, Chris Guest movies where, like, say, the night before the dog show and Best in Show, and he would just 
you know, it's a night before and it's a party. And and there was no reason to be there other than the party. Maybe somebody had a story point or yeah. two, but but most of us were just there. Yeah. And Chris would go around and go, okay, now let's put you two together. Right. Okay, now let's put you four together. Let's put you three together. I was terrible at that because I never knew where I was supposed to be going yeah. or what the scene was about. Or I really need <laughs> some parameters. <laughs> Direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a bit of a storyline. I need to know why I'm there. Oh, it'd just be sweaty. Long before hot flash time, I'd just be red-faced and Did sweating. Did he use it? Did he use it? No. Did no. he use it? Yeah. No, thank God. Yeah. Oh, you can see. You can see. I'm pretty dewy-faced on a few scenes. But... <laughs> so, like, getting back to like to, to SCTV, now, how many seasons was that on completely? Like, I have no many? memory of this stuff. Because it would go, we'd do, like, 10 shows and we'd go away. Right. Then, sorry, we don't have a deal. Oh, we got a deal. Let's do 13. And this is all in Canada. Remember. The Canadian yeah. CBC. Yeah. But that, no, that was on NBC for, I don't know how many seasons. Right. And it was late at night. And it was a 90-minute show. It started out half hour. Right. The 90-minute show was the full, minutes. like, where like, everything was intertwined in the network politics. Yeah, we kind of had to have, you know, right, started out just sketches, and then we had to have a background. Right, right. And Flaherty played the head of the network. Yeah. Almost like a plantation <laughs> owner, right? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it was, I think it was supposed to be John Barrymore kind of. Right, okay. And yeah, in a wheelchair yeah. for respect. Uh, and then you had this whole backstory of the network itself. Yeah, Johnny LaRue. Right, Johnny LaRue. Yeah. 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 And all and, Vegas characters. So what was the competition like that, you know, so you were doing all these amazing characters and working with all these amazing guys, and then SNL comes along and, and becomes the hottest thing in the world. Yeah. So did everybody that you were working with sort of kind of like, well, how do we, how we go over there? Or like what, you know, I like. I feel like, I don't, maybe I was oblivious to it. Because I mean, these were guys. It was my you, goal at the time because we had our own show. And we were just, and, right. it, and it so many of them were close friends of the people in SCTV, and a lot of them were Second City people, so it was, it was just, oh, you we were, were happy there. for them sure. for the most part, I think. Right, yeah. right. And it, I guess really didn't become the the, the industry that it, that it is until no, years time. later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like Dan was on it, and Gilda was oh, on it, yeah. so you were like, wow, this oh, is yeah. this other thing. Where did they come pick those? Did they, did, well, I guess Lauren was in Canada. Yeah. Canadian. So did you yeah, know already him? already worked with a lot of them, I'm sure. Yeah, did you? I mean, was he around? Yeah, I met him and worked bits with him, but I didn't really know him that well. What do you mean you worked bits with you him? You know, a little bits throughout, like, a CBC television. And so he was a young, right? Like, I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with Lauren. Yeah, in what yeah. way? I don't, I just want to know, I, I want to know what's in there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Have you had Martin Short on? No, not yet. Oh, I interviewed him close. once when I hosted a show on Comedy Central yeah. years ago. And he's, like... Like, I'd be interested to see if I could get Martin Short, you know, here. Yeah. And not oh, yeah. As... oh, no, absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, there's no wiser. There's no wiser man. No, I know, but I, I, yeah. I can't imagine, like, I'm always wrong about what I think people are going to be like when really? I get him in here. Yeah, because he's such a showman. And, and yeah. like, I've, I've had experience. Like, I think one-on-one -on -one I could, we could do all right. Oh, Definitely. But I think if there was oh, no, a third person, we'd be in, in trouble. The big, the big subjects in life. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's... He's smart. deep, dude. Yeah, he'd be able to tell you Lauren's stories. I don't know what what he uh, allowed me though. <laughs> I, it seems like like there's a, there's some sort of oath. Do involved. you like Lauren? Yeah, I, I'm fascinated yeah. with him. I I mean, I auditioned for SNL once, and you did? I you know, I kind of uh, jumped through the hoops, and I met with him. Yeah, and it was you know, this sort of weird life changing thing. I never got the show, and it's long yeah. behind me. But like, he's such a power. He's He's in such rare air, man. Yeah, I mean, that is. guy makes more money than we'll make in a lifetime when yeah. he's sleeping. He owns and, late night TV. And... Yeah. But, like, I am always fascinated to hear, like, what the imp people's impressions of him are. But, you know, yours are so, you know, uh, of a Lauren that no one knows. 
And you just remember him? Was he a quiet kid? But or I don't. No, I don't know him that well. No, but I like don't. when I you worked him with him around, I knew him mostly around Saturday Night Live from oh, okay. going to visit friends there. Okay, you know, and going to the show and going to the parties the after and that kind of thing. Yeah, and we talk a lot about Canada. And yeah. So did you ever want to do SNL? Like that. Um, I did it actually for about a week. What I you- never did a show. I was in the cast. It was in the non-Lorne year, Dick Ebersol. Oh, right, right. And uh, Well, how'd they tap you? Uh, uh, we weren't doing SCTV. It closed down. Okay. It was before NBC, uh-huh. before the NBC 90-minute shows. And I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I got called. And I thought, sure, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing my show anymore, our right. show. And, um, and I lasted about a week and a half. <laughs> But it was, you know, it was just the writing period. It wasn't, we weren't into doing shows. How and did... I, uh, I just was so uncomfortable and I can't even explain why. I was just in the wrong place. What, what does that mean? It was mean? wrong for me. What do you mean you can't explain why? Because really what... I can't. Well, what was it about? Was it too competitive? Was it too No, and I remember or... Michael O'Donoghue saying. O'Donoghue. Oh he said I God. scared him off or something and I didn't. He How didn't. How can you scare Michael O'Donoghue? The... No, he scared, I'm sorry, he scared me off. Oh, I can I see I that. <laughs> Well, he was kind of a, uh, a, a, a sort of a menacing humorist. He was, but I saw him enough at parties. I wasn't frightened of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he was still around then. He was around. Yeah, it was just uh, didn't feel right. Yeah, mm. and and then I got the call that uh, Andrew Alexander had made a deal with NBC to do the ninety minute show. So, so you're back in the game. Yeah, I was still with NBC, so I guess it didn't matter to anyone. Yeah, it's, well, it's interesting because you you were your lifelong friend is Robin Duke. Yeah. yeah yeah and she was on for a yep, while she got in yeah and then there's i just i'm looking at this i'm looking at the the cast list rosado was a what was his name tony tony rosado yeah he yeah. was an sctv guy yeah and then he was on yeah. for like a season or two yeah he and robin were both in uh second city together sctv together yeah after i left rob was in robin and i know each other from high school grade nine um wow. and are still friends she's lovely oh that's great lovely and funny she's got a great uh great group with uh, four or five other women called woman fully woman woman uh-huh. fully clothed uh-huh. really funny they write all their own material and it's not just for women uh-huh. <laughs> really funny stuff and that's Great. here uh it's everywhere yeah but i think they're um yeah they're starting to tour u.s cities this year they played new york who do you keep in touch with on a daily basis martin short marty more than the rest i guess andrea once in a while I must email her. Eugene. Congratulations. Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when we see things like SNL or, or any of these things, you, you, it's not so much you expect them to be scripted, but to see these people in a live setting yeah. where there's no cameras, like, yeah, that's a real, uh, those must be treasured memories, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. If you can get back to You must to have them. had some fun here with people. Well, no, in New York and in other places, yeah, yeah doing stand-up. Yeah, sure, there, there, there's definitely moments I'll never forget. And it's just sort of interesting that some of those moments are more important than or more resonant than than any of the other ones. Yeah, because they are just part of your life as opposed to some right, show. Right, right. Part of your and, show life. Yeah, and they're gone, too. Yeah. There's never, like, all you have is that that memory of it. Yeah. And the story of it. Well, now we got to get Martin Short on here. Do you know we? when you're experiencing it, though, that it's that? That there's I something don't. great? No, no, no. no. Not Maybe till right. A lot of times I miss it because you know, most of the time when you're experiencing something, half of your thoughts are about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just sort of like, oh, I just missed the whole thing. But I was there. I just but missed are, the whole thing. If there, if your thoughts are about yourself, are they in a confident way? In a confident way, you're thinking to yourself. Or We're in show business. No, no, of course, no. no it's okay. like, how am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be doing anything here? And I guess I could just watch. And oh. it must be like how you felt on stage with Belushi. Always. I'm not gonna uh, yeah. on stage anytime. Yeah. <laughs> really? A lot of the time. Well, I think that's what's great about playing characters. Yeah, because you, you can lose yourself. Yeah. In. And you it do. It took me like 
20 years of auditioning and meeting to finally clue in that maybe I shouldn't go in as myself. Maybe I should, they should think I'm being myself. Right. But I should uh, suggest something of the character. Especially in a meeting. I mean, in an audition, you, you get to try to see the yeah. scene. But, uh, you know, I guess people think that I'd be insulted by auditioning, so it would be a meeting instead of an Right, <laughs> right. I'm not insulted by auditioning because it sometimes would be my only chance. But um, yeah, it took me years to realize, don't just go in as yourself. The but and for me, sorry, it's losing my self consciousness. Right. If I'm thinking, what about you impressing know, seeing, somebody? Seeing the world through someone else's eyes, right. or try, even just attempting to, mm-hmm. it takes all the self conscious. I hate self consciousness, and I'm so. That's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. yeah. It's just like yeah, or it's like oh, I don't want to be in my body. <sighs> what a waste of time it is. Yeah. Isn't it? it is. Oh. It is. But I think some. And I think you probably could uh, agree with this that my sense of humor is directly proportionate to that yeah that's true you you know what i mean so whatever chops you have of of (laughs) the reason you're funny is because you're uncomfortable but is a lot of that a a, i hate to call it observational but isn't it observing life too and no it is also taking in other people what they're going through doesn't doesn't comedy come from that sure but there's a there's a relief there's a need to relief oh yeah you know i think through performing and everything else that's true it's, it's sort of rooted in it so you actually We'll go in. You'll make choices that are that are not to not be yourself, even when they're just <laughs> yeah. Looking. Especially when I don't want to be nervous. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Like when Eugene and I sang, we got to sing "Kiss on the Rainbow" that song. Yeah, from uh, Mighty Wind. We got to sing it on the Oscars because yeah. Michael McKean and Annette O'Toole got nominated. Good uh-huh. for them! Wow, that was so fun. Yeah. Um, and the, that's the I'm telling you the best way to go to the Oscars. Not to be nominated, not even to win, yeah. but to be backstage for some other reason, performing a, a number that, not a dance number, though. Yeah, yeah, right. dance number. No, a good number. Yeah. A nominated song. Uh-huh. Yeah. That isn't yours. Yeah. All you got to do is do the song, and then you get to hang around backstage. It's the best. Oh. It's so much fun. But Eugene and I were, at some point, Eugene was actually saying that we were going to sing the song as ourselves or something. Uh-huh. I don't know what... Eugene, I'll never be able to sing on the Oscars as myself. Are you insane? Oh, my God. And maybe he wasn't even serious about it, but it was like, no, no, Eugene. You know, so, and then why would anyone want to see us sing that song? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It has to be Mitch and Mickey. Yeah. And did he and, end and, up? Um, yeah, and right before going on, we're backstage, like behind this scrim kind of thing, yeah. you know, and we're about to be introduced. And I look way over on the other side, and we got our band between us. I look way over at Eugene as Mitch, and it made me want to cry because I thought, because I was thinking, I know I'm me, but yeah. I was thinking from, you know, just to get help myself get into it and not think of myself, I was thinking, okay, Mitch, he's wrote these songs. You know, we had this time together. We were, you know, a couple. Then he went in and out of, you know, drugs and whatever, in and out of mental institutes. And then they make a movie of him and us and our lives. And now he's on the Oscars. And I was thinking, it made me want to cry. And that's how you that's walked a, out on stage? Yeah. Just thinking from his point of view, I was like, oh. Oh. And, then, and, that's, and it was beautiful. Okay. And I could cry now. I haven't slept at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. Because that, otherwise, are you not nervous in front of people? I would be out of, I could not. Sometimes. No, I, I, I get that. And I can't imagine what it would be like to perform for that particular audience. Especially, yeah. like, uh, could they be? A, there's a, there's no rougher house. No, yeah, I couldn't imagine. But you literally sort of gave a whole history to the, uh, to the moment <laughs> at, in character. But really, out of self-preservation. Yeah, too, but it was, you know? it was brilliant. That's beautiful. That's an amazing way to work. Thanks for talking to me. Aw, thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs>
That's it. That's the conversation. That's it. What an amazingly wonderful woman. The best. One of the great talent, the great comedy actresses and improvisers, Catherine O'Hara. Just a great actress, period. Look, folks, that's our show. Also, go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF pod needs. Huh? Get the app. Get it. Get the free app. Upgrade to premium. Then you can stream over 400. Buy some new merch. We're going to order more of those uh, MTV WTF shirts. I don't even know if I talked about those. Go look. They're on the site. We're getting more of them fancy mugs, the Brian Jones mugs. Ah, I sound like a pitch man. I'll be at Bumbershoot. All right? Sunday and Monday, or Saturday and Sunday, doing some stand-up, doing a live WTF with, uh, who's on it? John Worcester, Scott Ackerman, Mike Vecchioni, Kyle Dunnigan on the uh, live WTF at Bumbershoot, and I'm doing a couple of comedy sets. Oh, man. I'm writing the show, you guys. I'm writing the new season of Marin. It's coming along good, man. We just started officially today, that being yesterday for you. I'm tired. It's hot here. Met with an architect. Wanted to buy another house. Too expensive. Going to add on to this house. It's too expensive, but I'm probably going to do it. Nobody says good things about the construction process. Wow, that's a a metaphor for life. Hmm. Not a positive one. Boomer lives!